Welcome one and welcome all. We're here this evening on March the 20th, 2016, here with Alex Bass of Cyberbytes Inc. How are you doing, Alex? What's going on? Relaxing, same as always. And we're also chilling here with Editor-in-Chief over at Crackberry, Mr. Blaze. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting stuff to talk about today, right? We're starting off with some developer stuff on uh, Facebook with BlackBerry 10 and that update going through. Uh, <laughs> It's a, can you even consider this an update at this point? Like it's a um, down. I consider that a downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Although I mean, there are people out there who do consider it an update because they didn't even, exactly. you know, they don't like the app and they don't use the site or they prefer the mobile version. So, you know, depends on how you look at it. Could be a downgrade. Could be an update. No, I mean some of the best. Uh, Facebook apps, even on Android, they are just web views, you know, so whatever. It really is marginal at this point. <laughs> I yeah. think, honestly, the way they're positioning this OS right now with, like, you know, 10.3.3, the NIAP certification, social media from a security stance and where BlackBerry's going with the OS is totally detached at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah. It really thinks they're going to steer this thing hard left and go with it. But as, the far same, as, as far as enterprises, they can, you know? But at the same time, you have John Chen hopping on Twitter saying that we got a bunch of upgrades coming for Twitter for BlackBerry. Like, Oh, boy. You know. Okay, a bunch of updates and fixing the display images issue is, like, two different things. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, 80% convinced that they fixed Twitter for BlackBerry just so John Chen could tweet. <laughs> I mean... The end of the day, if that's the kind of stuff that's hitting his mentions, you know, consistently, and he needs it to go away. That's how you do it, right? You fix yeah, it. Totally. So, is he not you know, using the priv? No. He's on, he says he's on BB10, and he's oh. been seen out and about on a, a passport. I believe. Passport, okay. Which I, I can respect that, you know? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> You know, I, I pick up priv, and I think about the conversations we have here, like, weekly, as we talk about, yeah. like, this Facebook update, and it's kind of like priv is so Android now that it's like. It just kind of blends in with everything else, you know. BB10 was really the only interesting thing they had going on that, like the OS side. But in terms of Facebook, it's kind of interesting. We see WhatsApp and Facebook kind of pull away from BlackBerry at the same time. What do you think about that, Blaze? I don't know, man. I'm like, uh, it's basically how I look at it is that, you know, like I said, there are some people who who see it as like an upgrade. You know, because of the fact that they no longer have to use a crappy Facebook app. They can just use the website and stuff like that. But also, you have WhatsApp pulling out. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not as flustered over WhatsApp because, one, I don't personally use the app. And, two, you have until the end of 2016. Now, I said, you know, that's pretty much a year. Like, we're only in March. You know, you still have it till the end of the year. And also, there's this scenario, like, nobody has actually defined whether or not WhatsApp is actually going to stop working. They're just no longer supporting the app. And realistically, mm -hmm. they haven't they haven't technically supported the app in a long period of time anyway. That's like, true. if you email customer care or customer service or support or anything like that, they already tossed away the app months ago. Like, they, they were basically telling people that the app was no longer supported through their support channels long ago. Like, it was the BlackBerry 10 app was just consistently updated by the developer, mainly because it was something that he was hired to do. Like, you know, that's exactly it. It, it lived on 
despite any sort of actual support from WhatsApp anyway. So, again, you know, I don't personally use the app, but I can see people being frustrated that it's going to go away. However, I don't think that, you know, you, you really have to be frustrated with it at this point either because you still have until the end of 2016. Like, who's going to say that you're still using that BlackBerry 10 device by the end of 2016? As terrible as it sounds, that's the reality. Oh, right? yeah. Like, you, you might you might move on to something else, right? So Maybe you'll know. move on to a Priv and have the Android WhatsApp experience. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little, I don't know, it, it just seems like people have a little bit of preemptive anger for yeah, yeah. It, it's almost as if it's like a premeditated thing. I totally agree, Blaze. Uh, it, it seems like there really is just like this vein of kind of hatred for for things like this in terms of the negativity around the company. What What about you, Alex? Do you think this Facebook Blackberry thing was like inevitable at some point? And do you think like the time is now? Do you think it's it's is, does it come out of like a, a weird place that they just installed a web app and not even that, right? They yeah. could have done a web view and kind of packaged it all as one thing, but not even that was done. It literally no. just kicks you to the browser. No, I mean, the, the BlackBerry 10 experience for Facebook has never been good. It's always been subpar. Um, my mom used it all the time, and she had mentioned various times that her feed wasn't being updated. And I, what I ended up doing was just installing a, a web shortcut to the Facebook mobile. And she's, she's like, um, it's good, now I see the updates, but she's like, now I'm seeing some sponsored posts, like, what is this? And I was like, yeah, I know, you kind of uh, you didn't get any ads and things in the native app because that was kind of face-off luck. Um, doing it the legitimate way, you're going to get ads. That's how Facebook makes money. So I, I feel like it was inevitable. Um, as for WhatsApp, it seems a little bit disappointing because why... Why even do that necessarily? Um, if they actually get rid of it, I, I won't understand it. I feel like BlackBerry's been maintaining the Facebook app forever, so it's got to be exhausting for BlackBerry, so I can see why they did that. Why WhatsApp is going, that I'm not as... I'm a little bit more surprised by that, I guess I would say. Um, why get rid of it if, if people are using it? Um, but they never said they're getting rid of it. We don't even know yet, so why yeah, even they just talk said about that? It would no longer be supported. Yeah. Which can mean so many different. Things. I am a little bit confused on the on the Facebook side because BlackBerry references basically they they said that the reason why they did what they had to do was ultimately to go ahead and give users a better experience because Facebook was no longer providing the API. So yeah. I'm concerned over which API exactly it was that Facebook was providing because if you look at the situation, uh, you know, was it. Was it just the contact syncing API? Like, what was it? Because on Android, you don't have the contact syncing anymore. On iOS, you don't have the contact syncing anymore. That was gone long ago. Like, you know, so I what API was it? Isn't that Android, what? the contact app on Android? Mm. I, thought, I thought I figured that was there. I uninstalled the Facebook app on my phone, and then I was like, oh, shoot, I want people's, you know, pictures. So I reinstalled it, but maybe I never even looked into it. Maybe it's not doing anything. No, it could I don't be pulling it from, from, your, from your Google or whatever the case may be. I'm 99% sure it doesn't with, even with work. Some, <laughs> some of those APIs had to be opened up for Hub to work in a semi-seamless yeah. way, like semi-real-time way. And I know they didn't build out like the BlackBerry Hub as much as they wanted to, right, obviously, because of the way their development efforts are shifting. But you can imagine that with the BlackBerry Hub and building in some of those third-party services, it's kind of difficult to get a really good experience. 
like SMS is kind of integrated in there as its own kind of service, and it runs really well. And email is the same way, which is why you know losing Facebook or or WhatsApp or whatever. I think it's going to be meaningless long term. I think Blaze made the great point about timing, and it's like when is this stuff really going to be missed? Actually, it's it's one of those things like why announce it, you know? Like put it on a blog post and you know leave it at that. But uh, it's fairly interesting nonetheless to see. As, as we see recessions kind of on the, the consumer side, we're also seeing like exclusive networks opening up and offering the full BlackBerry Enterprise software portfolio. And we're seeing moves like this kind of happening more and more from BlackBerry. Like they're getting their products with vendors, and those vendors are then purporting their products for them. Yeah, there's another one just announced tonight. Yeah, what was that, Blaze? Uh, tech Access. So basically Tech Access is... Uh, they handle distribution and everything. Um, they're going to be doing it for GCC, KSA, Levant, North Africa, and Pakistan. Pakistan is kind of surprising given the situation that they, BlackBerry has had with Pakistan in the past. Um, but yeah, that's basically what, what tech, tech access is going to be doing. Um, so essentially, it, it, when it comes to the distribution agreements, it's basically this this particular company or any other distribution company basically is an endpoint seller for BlackBerry services, and they sort of go ahead and they offer up uh, the solutions to other countries. And Tech Access is uh, basically within 17 countries right now, and it says that Tech Access will focus on key industry verticals to expand BlackBerry's leadership across its target markets. Um, so it falls directly into that, you know, software and services side that we've increasingly been seeing out of BlackBerry at this point. So, you know, I think we're going to continue to see more and more of these distribution partners come into play for BlackBerry because, you know, it, it sort of um, it sort of take. I don't want to say it takes the place of their direct sales representatives, but it definitely helps um, in that area because now they have all of these separate organizations being able to go ahead to these larger organizations who may be interested in enterprise solutions and say, hey, look, have you at least considered BlackBerry, right? Um, and that that puts them in a position that may not necessarily have been there before um, in this greater capacity, you know. It, it's kind of like you have a small army on your side that you, you basically have distribution agreements with. It'd be like me basically hiring James to go ahead and like sell stuff for me to larger organizations that James is only familiar with, right? Yeah, who do you know and how can I get there, you know? It's, yeah, it's exactly. a very interesting kind of strategy for them. And in, in, in this day and age, that's how software is sold, you know? It's not necessarily someone going right for a specific solution. It's going to someone who can get all the solutions they're going to need in terms of deploying, you know, their EMM and things like that. Alex, for you, does tech access seem like a kind of a smart move? Or should they focus more on like those one-to-one sales and making sure they are building their own customer base organically? When you reach out with these third parties, do you think it, it takes anything away? No, I mean, I, I don't think it ever hurts for them as, as long as they're getting out there and doing things. I just like seeing progress in any way. Um, I guess I don't really think any of us know to the extent of how how great this is going to, you know, affect the bottom line or anything like that. I mean, we'll, we'll see as their their earnings results come out over time, but... Um, I really just think anything that they do to push it across is, is good. I think they're focusing down what they're looking for more, and, and that's becoming evident. So, 
don't know. It seems like something really focused on their efforts. And I can only applaud them for really doing what they're doing at this point. We're working with international companies to kind of branch out and get with more customers. So there's definitely a lot of value in that kind of strategy as they've tried to push software even further. Uh, any of you guys happen to see the new season of House of Cards? I, I saw the first uh, first episode. I still got to watch it. I'm, I'm definitely... Uh... I, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it because I have some things to say about essentially this whole topic we're about to go to. So. It's kind of funny because even though I wrote up the blog post and everything, I don't actually watch House of Cards. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, there's something about it. I tried to watch it and I just oh, couldn't get into it. So. It's, a, it's a good show. you got to do it. I don't, I don't like politics, dude, and like House of Cards is good. I think that's it. Like I'm not huge on politics. I, I, try, I tried watching it, and I made it like halfway through the first season, and I'm like, okay, uh, well, that you gave it a bit of a chance. Then I, it took me probably six or seven episodes to get into it. So if you're not into it after that, then probably just won't be. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up giving it another shot after I watch this um, season two of Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that too. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh man, dude, it's been crazy. I don't even want to like say and spoil anything, but just like wow, <laughs> it's uh, it definitely is. Netflix is doing some crazy stuff. If you've so, heard about Bright and what they're doing over there with Will Smith, like that's kind of insane. They're just bankrolling movies now and and, <laughs> out, and outbidding people for movies and scripts, which is pretty gnarly. And that's outside of our scope here, but uh, you know, The House of Cards is really kind of an interesting show as it's kind of brought that kind of media to light, you know, these made-for-TV original series. Uh, seeing Black Bear there throughout the seasons has been pretty awesome, and I'm glad, you know, Blackberry's touting that kind of access and that kind of uh, support. So, Alex, what do you think? Do you think that, putting, you know, talking, talking about it being on TV, is that like a, a bad advertisement or what? No, because there was just this whole thing, like The Verge blew up with it, all these other companies blew up talking about it, Techno Buffalo, everything. OnePlus paid $300,000 to get their yeah. phones in the House of Cards. So the question here is, they're saying the OnePlus um, is 17% of on-screen time, whereas BlackBerry is at 28%. So what does that mean? Does that mean that BlackBerry paid, I don't know, half a million dollars for this, or did they just want Blackberries? I'm, I'm assuming they probably they, put... I don't think BlackBerry paid anything. That's what, I, that's what I feel like, but... But that doesn't like make sense. I don't know the fact that OnePlus would pay three hundred grand, and I, I understand like BlackBerry in government makes sense. But I feel like for one season or last season previously, Windows phones were replaced by all the Blackberries that were previously there. So, I mean, I'm assuming if people are willing to spend the money, they're willing to put whatever phone in whoever's hands that they want. Yeah, I think when we start seeing privs then we know that there's money yeah. being spent. Yeah, like a priv is basically a paid placement. You could almost tell that, but legacy devices, it's kind of like, okay, this is these are the devices that we have in the cache, and we're just going to be able to go ahead and put them on screen. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because you see some of those, uh, the screen renders are a little bit uh, off of, <laughs> you know, be seeing a, a curved device with the BB10 OS, and everyone's you know flipping shit about it. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, there's a commercial the other day. My buddy pointed out to me, and it was 100% an Android phone. Uh, well, you really can tell what it was, but it, the phone screen was BlackBerry 10. So for whatever reason, whoever made this advertisement decided to put the BlackBerry 10 phone screen on a random tablet device that was definitely not a BlackBerry device, and I'm like. 
it was just confusing, but <laughs> I don't know. I, it was weird. But they've done that for a while, though. Like mm-hmm. even I remember one episode of Doctor Who. He was using a BlackBerry Storm, and the oh, wow. screen was like all jacked up, and it was totally not a BlackBerry screen. <laughs> but yeah, you could tell it was a BlackBerry Storm. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you know sometimes they'll like swap out the logos on some of the devices. You know they'll yeah. they'll they'll do a, a different design or you know just remove it entirely. But you still get that that kind of perceptive impulse as you look at some of those devices. So when you see someone with the BlackBerry versus like someone with an iPhone, it almost stereotypes the type of person, right? And helps typecast them in these types of shows. So kind oh, of interesting, yeah. nonetheless. You can definitely see you know Blackberries position themselves even further in the media and the social side of things, just in that enterprise, business, corporate realm. So yeah, what, was, what do you guys think? That was one ahead, of the please. points that came through on the on the actual House of Cards post because it was basically all government officials and older um, uh, actors that were using the BlackBerry devices while the younger and not government-related uh Actors had basically different devices, so yeah. it was interesting to see. Like you said, you end up getting typecast with that one. <laughs> I love that they tweeted back at you, though, back at Crackberry. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's good social media, you know, yeah, at its yeah. finest. You know, it's interesting to see as well, like what they're pushing right now in terms of, you know, like their other uh, deals that they're doing with their carrier partners, right? We're seeing Rogers get a little price drop. We're seeing AT&T with the $90 worth of free accessories. I mean, they're doing stuff to get Priv out there, right? It's respectable. It may not be exactly what everybody wants, but they're doing some things to incentivize some users, you know? Yeah, it was nice to see the Rogers price drop. I mean, that that sort of fell in line with Bell. Bell was offering it for two ninety nine. So ultimately, Rogers was going to go ahead and do the same thing because uh, Canadian carriers all follow the exact same line, which is kind of unfortunate because, in that respect, you can, you know, Canadians can never really get a good deal on anything because they all do the exact same damn thing. But uh, you know, like I said, it's great to see that there is some sort of push happening there, especially the AT&T one because that was, you know. BlackBerry directly advertised that one. So. It's 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 good to see at least that the partners that they have, those relationships are seeming to be a little bit more lasting than what we saw, right? Like with Z10, Q10, it was just a totally different landscape with those partners as it is yeah. now with something like Priv. It's just totally different where they've gone from like three years ago to, to now, and it's pretty crazy to see as well that there's still deals yeah. to be made, right? Does do accessories really incentivize people to buy phones? Like, what do you guys think? For me, that extra ninety dollars is kind of like, like whatever. You know, my phone's bare naked anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it really comes down to the individual and how you essentially use your phone, and, or you know, in this case, accessorize your phone. If you're if you're big on accessories, then chances are you might be a little bit more enticed to be able to go ahead and get ninety dollars worth of free accessories. But you know, like you said, James, you don't you don't even use a case on your phone right now, so it's obviously not going to be a huge incentive for you. It's not a huge incentive for me either. Um, you know, given the unique situation that I'm in, plus the fact that I don't use 
a lot of accessories. So, I mean, if I wanted an accessory, I could just order it from the crackberry store and not worry about it. <laughs> $90 doesn't really entice me too much, but... No, I but there was the stand with it. The stand seemed a little bit interesting. That was the only thing. Um, the case, not so much. I mean, this is the first phone that I have that I don't have... I don't even have a screen protector on this. At least I put screen protectors on my old phones, but I'm really not worried because I don't drop my phone much, and when I have, whether it was on carpet or whatever, it hasn't done any damage, so I'm not overly worried. Um, I, I did try and redeem these this $90 worth, um, <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> um, not surprisingly, but... Don't tell anyone. <laughs> this guy over here trying to scam $90 worth of accessories. Hey, I... Immediately when I saw that you can redeem the accessories, I tried it before I even saw like must. Alex was like, "Ooh, I am Let me try that. Let me yeah, try that. yeah. So, whatever. So, you know, past the deals, past you know some of the partnerships, past Facebook pulling pulling back on some of their support, we're still seeing a strong commitment from BlackBerry in terms of that developer community, right? We're seeing them continue to keep an, a vocal kind of dialogue going on their blogs and things like that, talking about kind of what they're going through and that they continue to support and appreciate the BlackBerry World users and, and supporters and contributors that are there. So what do you guys think about this kind of commitment? Does it need to be said just to be PC or does it really add value to the, the conversation that's really being had? I mean, we are, we are seeing a, the degradation of some of these apps and supports and services. So do you guys really think that it's something that needs to be communicated at this point? Like, does, do we need to see John Chen fighting for, for BlackBerry 10 apps? Is that, like, 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 placating you people for, for no resolution, or, or what? I feel like the people who are going to develop BlackBerry 10 apps at this point are going to develop BlackBerry 10 apps at this point. You're not going to get... You're not going to be able to convince new people to do it, and you're not going to be able to convince people who did it in the past to get back, you know, and update their apps and things like that. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think that's going to happen. People, you know accepted that BlackBerry's moved on to Android at this point. And I, I saw, you know, a few of these blog posts that people have posted where they're going to have their own kind of BlackBerry 10 awards and things, and they were going to start showing off, like, a carousel of, like, the top BlackBerry 10 apps. And this is, like, community-driven from what I was understanding. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to convince new people to get on BlackBerry development. It never hurts. Um, I mean, wh what is the cost associated with paying one guy or girl to write a blog post every now and then about that? Um, probably not very much, so I guess it doesn't hurt, but I don't think it's doing much of anything. It doesn't hurt yet, but my, my only fear is, like, you know... No communication sends a bad message? No communication sends a bad message, of course, but at the same time, I mean, you remember, it just... It really reminds me of the BlackBerry playbook. <laughs> as terrible as it sounds, like it just reminds me of the playbook. And they, you know, they sent the same messages when they were discussing the playbook. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and update the BlackBerry 10. And now, where's the BlackBerry playbook? Nobody discusses the BlackBerry playbook from BlackBerry. It's like the playbook no longer exists. Like they sweep that under the rug as fast as they humanly possibly could, and you know. Uh, is it, is it officially a verb? I mean, playbooked is that? Yeah, a, they playbooked. Is that a, <laughs> they they, they, they playbooked. And you know, and it, I get it. I mean, you know, John Chen has to go out and send out those messages. Those blog posts have to be done. But I just, I really worry that 
it sends it sends a long term wrong message, you know. Yeah, like you know, when you say that you're committed to BlackBerry Ten and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that, well, how long are you committed to it? Because some people have visions of, you know, getting another two, three years out of their devices, and that may not necessarily be the situation. Again, I don't right. know. I don't know how long that commitment is, but where where does your actual commitment, you know? Where well, does it stop? Like, yeah. how many things have to like? How many? Right. How many times? How many do we have to? Have to be, yeah. yeah, like how many times do we have to go through the Facebook and the WhatsApp scenario and and still see these messages of being committed to the platform? Like, I get it. You can be committed to the platform, and you know, asking your you. That's that's a whole other side of it as well. I have like. John Ten basically went out and he was like, "Listen, guys, for for lack of better words, anyways, we need your help. Go ahead and support BlackBerry Ten apps. I get that. I totally get it. He's asking the community of those who essentially love BlackBerry Ten to be able to go ahead and help them out, and that's great. And I really hope everybody hops on board with that, with the scenario to essentially not not necessarily help BlackBerry Ten out, but let." let BlackBerry know how important BlackBerry 10 is by actually taking part in some of this stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's like, how can you go out and ask your users to go ahead and, and take part in all of this while you're releasing an Android phone? Like, you, you literally, you literally ticked off many of your users by releasing an Android app. So at the same time, you're getting people who are, are are willing to go ahead and help you out and continue supporting BlackBerry 10, and they'll spread the message. But at the same time, you're also creating a little bit of negativity coming from those people who you essentially ticked off. Like, nobody, back in the day, nobody thought that BlackBerry would go ahead and release an Android device. So basically, those users who were, like, totally against Android, a lot of them are still against Android, or, you know, they've essentially switched over to Android, so you have these two parties that are, are basically, like, fighting amongst themselves to be able to say, BlackBerry 10 is dead, BlackBerry 10 is alive, and, yeah. you know, John Chen sending that message out, it, it's almost like he kind of created a little bit of negativity for himself, because I'm almost sure if you went through John Chen's timeline on his BlackBerry 10 device, there would be a ton of negativity saying, why should we help you out, essentially? You know, why should we help you out? You already ditched BlackBerry 10. You know, it mm -hmm. just, it's a weird message to be able to go ahead and send. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that that's the scenario that, you know, he's essentially facing now. And I want to know how long-term this actual commitment to BlackBerry 10 is because... I mean, there's there's stuff that has been pulled that, you know, it doesn't even matter. It wasn't reported on because nobody actually cares. Like, the Google Talk app. The Google Talk app expired. It ended its life on March 18th. The Yahoo Messenger app is dead. It'll It still works, but it's dead in BlackBerry's eyes. You know, mm -hmm. those were two apps that BlackBerry essentially developed. Those two apps are dead. Facebook, well, we know the scenario. WhatsApp, we know yeah. the scenario. 
I mean, and in terms of BB10, in terms of BB10, I mean, we know BlackBerry built that app, you know, and they right. supported it, just like they're doing the, their Twitter app right now. So if John Chen's tweeting like, "Hey, I moved a guy to go build that app for you," you know, right. away from Android, away from the the task you sent him to do, you know, yeah. <laughs> to the developer side. It is kind of crazy, Alex. I want to get more of you on this. I mean, in terms being a post BlackBerry developer, I mean, what do these commitments mean? How do you feel about the platform? I don't know. I I it's it's so difficult to see the path that BlackBerry is taking, and I feel like if you don't think that BlackBerry is going 100% towards Android, then I think you're crazy, um, it, at least in the consumer market, um, and that's really where money is going to be. I mean, if you're building some type of really hardcore enterprise app, then I, I guess if it's like a requirement, um, I, I just don't really see that much money in BlackBerry 10 development, even if they kept it around for, say, enterprise, and that's where I just don't even understand what the incentive would be, um, even they just don't have enough users. It comes down to that at the end of the day, and it, it's just such a weird feeling because a lot of the time, like I'm proud that I built a BlackBerry 10 app, and I've told people, you know, recently that I that I I'm an app developer. I've built apps in the past, and they're always like, oh, for what? And I'm always like embarrassed to say BlackBerry 10 because they're always like, oh, isn't that like a dead platform now? And like it's it, it's just so weird. I shouldn't be. I should still be proud about building it. I shouldn't be, you know. You've got a you've got a you've got a red developer device. You made X amount of money over X amount of time. You yeah. made a developer commitment for you know a nice payout. It was a it was an experience for you, right, yeah. as a developer. No, and I'm, and I got to meet you guys in person. Like, there's a lot I benefited from it. But um, in terms of like getting someone on board right now to build an app, I don't see any incentive. Like, I don't. I just don't. I mean, in the past, absolutely, and that's why I took advantage of it. Um, but and, now, there's, and there's enterprise, you know, application developers as well who build specifically for enterprises to have, mm-hmm. you know, that app or whatever the case may be, who yeah. may still build on BlackBerry 10. You know, there's they're probably out there, especially if BlackBerry wants to build a, a BB10 app for their partners. But I just wish there was better integration with Android because then you could parlay more of this for BB10's sake. You know, yeah. I could focus to Android, but BB10 can also run that. So whatever, you know. Yeah. And I know, you know, G- GPS and, and all that other crap, but notwithstanding, it leads you into that conversation about where BlackBerry's going next. And we have 10.3.3 coming even closer, kind of step by step to its its release. And 10.3.3, we we know for sure will bring in the NIAP certification, as John Chen's been telling us that for six months, if not longer. So, again, why even make it NIAP certified? Like, what's the point, guys? to say they did, or do you think it really brings them into a new market with BlackBerry 10? Uh, why do you guys think getting an IAP certification is worthy of even putting on the roadmap in terms of catering to the maintenance and security of BlackBerry 10? I mean, it, what it comes down to is, like, I think I think we could all agree that, like, Black, BlackBerry 10 still has life in it, and it's just that it's not at the consumer level. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're losing consumer customers. Um, I don't think there's really any question when it comes to to the enterprise side of things, but that's you know that's that's the side of the stuff that we don't a lot of people I should say I shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people don't necessarily care about when it comes to like the enterprise side of things. You know, a lot of BlackBerry 10 fans were based out of the consumer market, and they hopped on that bandwagon in the consumer respect, um, but. You know, it, when it comes down to it, it, it they're they're basically turning it into an enterprise, a strictly enterprise 
um, base operating system at this point, especially like you said, James, like removing the social aspect of it all. Like a lot of enterprise users don't necessarily need Facebook on their device, you know. They're not hitting up Twitter. It's, it's more of a security risk than anything, right? Like it yeah, literally exactly. is, a, is potentially a value detract for them. And yeah. you know, Hub is Hub is still great, right? It still works really well for email, really well for SMS and, and MMS and managing groups and things like that. So when you look at the the overall like where, where they're headed with it, right? It is seeming to drive toward this more enterprise place. Yeah. And positioning it toward the enterprise makes sense as you position this priv thing, right? But then you're also trying to sell priv to enterprise, you know? So from a positioning standpoint, it almost it doesn't seem like the two software strategies are really equal with one another. It really seems like Android is more pushing BB10 out, but they still have kind of an arm on it, right? They're still touching base with it for different pieces of, of where they're headed. Um, it's very interesting to see as, you know, that OS kind of rises and falls. Will there be a renaissance for, for BB10 devices, you know? Uh, we've seen them run the 9900 in a second production run. Would they run something like the Z, you know, the Z30 or, you know, bring, you know, we already have a couple passports and things like that. Would you guys uh, ever buy any of your BlackBerry 10 devices again, considering uh, how recently we just had them? I miss the, I, I, I'm never going to not say that I don't miss the hub. That was kind of a confusing way to say that I miss the hub. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on Android, it's, it's just you don't get, I, I feel like I miss, I, I talk to my friends about it too who have privs as well. They feel like that they don't read messages as often and it's not by it's not by their own choice really. It's like the hub, you'd go in the hub at all points in time on BlackBerry 10 to act upon notifications and things and it's like, oh, while you're in there you realize you didn't read a BBM from someone you know, 10-20 minutes ago. Whereas on Android, I can go an entire day without realizing I have an email because you know, inbox maybe didn't decide to sync the notification, and it's just not there. So I actually have to go into inbox and be like, "Oh, I missed an email. I need to read that." So I'm missing emails. I'm not responding to BBMs as frequently, um, especially the the BBM groups that I'm in. There's no real easy way for me to constantly stay up to date on them. Whereas all of that was just within the hub. So I'm I'm always going to miss that. I just don't think that's enough for me to go back to using BlackBerry 10. But it is something that I I do miss every day. Something I'll stand by, I've said it many times, I, I honestly think that the OS wasn't late to the game. I think it was early, just way too early for, for what it was and how kind of altering it was on the overall user experience change. It's so tough to, to educate people on what BlackBerry 10 was, you know? There was no not enough hype that, you know, it had been delayed multiple times. I mean, it was tough, definitely tough. So as you look at where... You know, when John Chen looks at kind of what he has in terms of his assets, and he's like, "Well, keeping BlackBerry 10 alive is is a value benefit for me because I can continue to keep some of those users who I have on it, right, and still drive services through the through the device." So, yeah. you know, 10.3.3 and 10.3.4 are are either going to really drive down a path for further enterprise security focus on BB10, or it's going to be the kind of denouement as they head toward the end of that era. But we'll we'll see soon enough. I mean, if I'm excited I, to see the, the 10.3.3 to update regardless, just to see <laughs> if it makes things snappier in my battery well, life as well. It's gonna make people happy for a little while, right? Just get them out of, out of the all slump. the time. Like an, an, at least it's an update of some sort. 
Um, it's it's not a, a downgrade like a <laughs> like the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. When you asked if you know if any of us would ever buy another BlackBerry Ten device, I'll, I'll say it like this: I yes, I would buy another BlackBerry Ten device if I was going to a job in which I needed that direct communication aspect at all points in times. You know, if I had a job, if I needed to be in a position where I needed to go ahead and constantly communicate through email, um, you know, have my contacts in all the right places and have calendars all set up and reminders and stuff like that, I would totally use a BlackBerry 10 device. If they release a, a new passport and a new color, I would buy it. And if I had a job in which I could actually fully use it, or it required that sort of use, I would totally use it. Because at the end of the day, I still love BlackBerry 10. It's just that I don't need to use BlackBerry 10 in the way that BlackBerry 10 was meant to be, or is meant to be used now. Because right now, it to me, it's no longer it, it's no longer a consumer device like. They've, they've sort of, like I said before, they sort of stripped all of the consumer stuff out of it now. But if I had, if I was in a position, take Heidi, for example, okay? Heidi still uses her BlackBerry today. I have her on my Facebook. And when you see her, her Facebook updates go out, she's still using the BlackBerry. Yeah. And she's in a power position. You know what I mean? It just works for her, you know, right. and, and many others exactly. like that. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily need that level of productivity. I don't need that constant communication or anything like that. But if I did, a BlackBerry 10 device would be the device that I would go to, because I know it would do the job appropriately and the way that I expect it to. Because at that point in time, I'm not on Twitter. You know what I mean? I'm not on Facebook all the time. I'm not trying to, you know share my selfies on Instagram. I'm getting shit done at that point in time. <laughs> and that argument becomes, you know, well, I could do all that on an iPhone. Yeah, you can, but you can't flow. You can't right. peak. You can't hub, right? Uh, and that's the difference. It's those small aspects. And, you know, I, I laugh at John Chen's kind of hashtag for I love BB10 apps or, or what the teams came up with. It should be I love BB10, just period, you know, because BB10 is, is pretty awesome. So aside from 10.3.3 coming even closer, we talked about the Rogers kind of dropping price on Pro 2.99 on contract. We saw BBM beta for BlackBerry 10 adding new features, sharing, shredding options. Basically, anything you can do on a skateboard, you can now do on BBM, which is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, you can <laughs> grind yeah. on, on BBM now. Uh, is that free, or do I got to pay 99 cents for it? <laughs> you got to pay 99 cents to grind. No, but it's interesting. We you know we talked a couple upstreams ago about them taking that privacy subscription and making it free within BBM. And everyone's like, James, I don't see it. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, BlackBerry will get around to it. Just yeah. give them a while. Right? they got to get it on all devices. And, and it was that. part of the Android beta. We, we, mm -hmm. we sort of mis misspoke at that point in time because it was only part of the Android beta. So. Yeah, we, we just assumed because it was free for us, you know, it must, yeah. it must be good to go. But at least it is now out, you know, the testing's been done free and unlimited use of those, you know, privacy features, which is pretty cool. You know, they're only touting the timed messages and the retractions, but, you know, you have the private chats as well, which I thought were really cool. Uh, 
as part of that privacy subscription bundle thing that they got. So cool to see that that stuff's coming into beta on BB10 and other devices, and hopefully we get that soon. Alex, do you want to shred a chat? What is that exactly? Do you know? <laughs> I was trying to look at it. I don't. I I don't have. I'm not in the beta or whatever. I feel like it's. I feel like all that does. Well, it, it probably removes the chat from your phone and their phone. But that's right. So what I, what I think it is is. You know when they little rebranding on some of because when you click on a conversation now on the Android when you're you have the ability to end chat and retract chat, but retracting chat is not really what you're doing. You're basically wiping the conversation. So shred potentially makes more sense there than retract mm-hmm. chat. You know retract conversation. It's like I'm not taking it back, really. I'm just getting rid of it. Yeah. Whereas if I said something wrong, I want to take it back and put something else in. That kind of makes more sense. So. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the new stuff that's coming in is always good to see. I'm excited and kind of leery toward this last bit of news as we close up here, gentlemen. Blackberry announcing their year-end Q4 fiscal <laughs> 2016 results on April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> I have, I almost don't have words for that. Yeah, it's, it's almost like somebody should have like put that off by a day just because. <laughs> just because, just because, like I can, the internet's going to troll them so hard on this day if if earnings are even slightly. But they won't be, you know. John Chen's shown quarter over quarter growth in results. So I'm not entirely worried. I think the press has been a lot more kind of understanding of BlackBerry's positioning. And I think they respect Priv a lot because it shows that they're willing to adjust and kind of get out of their way, so to speak. Because if you look at BlackBerry a couple years ago, they were Apple, right? They were this closed ecosystem, not letting anybody in. And now we're seeing kind of the total reversion of that. But what do you guys expect for kind of Q4 as we close out 2016 fiscally? Do you think John Chen's going to hit it again with another corner, you know, beating the expectations? Yeah, I think he's going to beat expectations, but, you know, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to, you know, there's going to be those people who actually go ahead and get what John Chen is doing because if it's not clear by now, it should be. But, you know, there's still people out there who believe that BlackBerry is all about handsets and, you know, hardware at this point in time, and it, that's simply not the case anymore. Like, they're totally software and services company, and there's very little handsets to uh, to to really go ahead and speak of it at this point. So, I mean, if you sit back and you look at the grand scheme of it, John Chen is basically com- completing his mission of turning it to a software and services company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are going to be upset at that. They're going to report it as BlackBerry didn't didn't do so well because BlackBerry only sold a certain number of handsets at that point in time, or the Priv was a total failure, whatever. You know, at the when it comes down to it, I still think he's going to come out on top. He's going to beat all the expectations. I'm not saying it's going to roll over, uh, you know, and, and surprise everybody, but he'll. I think he'll definitely beat the expectations, and you know, I, I think he'll be happy with the results. Yeah, I agree. Oh, oh! I have something for I have something to talk about in the after show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, gentlemen, always appreciate having your time in the evening for us to settle out our week and get started after an upstream. So, uh, always a good week. Uh, I want to see where we end up. Uh, when's our next episode going to be? That's going to be on the twenty seventh. It's going to be interesting. We'll have an upstream right after the earnings call that Sunday. So it hits on a Friday, and by Sunday, 
we'll have some talk and discourse about it. Again, uh, this has been very full upstream number 92. Alex, you have any final words? No, but we're approaching 100, so pretty cool. Uh, yeah, at, at 100 <laughs> and... At 104, we have another downstream, which oh, is exciting. <laughs> it's like not here yet, but it will be soon. We're going to have a summertime downstream, which would be it's great. It's around the corner. Oh, yeah. It's like the first day of spring yesterday. I totally today. don't even want to think about that because like, I have a headache right now because I was out late <laughs> last night. So like, I'm not even thinking about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.